Everybody, welcome to Clappercast, episode ninety-eight. I'm your host, Carson Tamar. As always, joined today by Ball Price, Alina Falds. How is everyone doing this fine day? I like that you called me Ball Price, but I'll. <laughs> um, I don't know what's your name. It's, <laughs> it's something. Saul, I've Saul. had vodka. Um, Saul. It's it's good. Um, weirdly, I had just a lot of like stupid. Um, I want to say relationship drama. But not really because someone else had a real relationship drama. Um, but I'm sure she's going to skip over it a little bit. <laughs> um, we are talking about the Batman ahead of the Batman. We're going to talk about a bunch of, well, all of the old Batmans on screen. Say who we like, say who we don't like. Probably give some hot opinions that will get us all canceled within the Batman fandom. I don't know. Let's go. Um, and let's start things off. We're going to skip Adam West because who cares? You know, like back in the day, couldn't give a fuck. That's our first bad take. Yeah, I will pop in. And there's also Batman before that. I think there were like serial Batman. But um, mm-hmm. what about the ones that matter? Yeah, well, I will say that um, Adam West's like uh, original Batman movie is probably the closest to like mainstream camp, like full stop. Because it was a legitimate like thing people went and saw, and it was just camp. Like there's a huge scene about shark repellent, and all of um, the people can be de- uh, de- uh, dehydrated to the point that they turn into dust. It's very dumb. Um, so you know, but he's not really trying to be Batman, so it does feel, you know, uh, appropriate to skip that particular version of Batman. However, mm-hmm. if you do have time, you should definitely check out the uh, original Batman movie, at least. It is very funny. I was going to do that this week, and then for some reason, I totally forgot about it, because there's just so many fucking Batmans. It's, it's, the problem is, it's not really, like, the Batman we'll be talking about are all, like, very specifically, like, you know, the Dark Knight. That is, like, a different thing, even compared to um, my boy Clooney um it's just it's a different kind of batman so it it makes sense to avoid him but he is there sure well shout out adam west thank you for everything you've done for batman r.i.p r.i.p rest in peace let's move on to michael keaton probably i would say maybe the most infamous batman if you look overall i don't know maybe that's a debatable statement but he has two films both directed by tim burton Batman and Batman Returns. I'll just quickly start off because I don't have that much to say about Batman. And I do like how these two are supposedly connected when they're just completely different. Batman Returns is possibly my favorite Batman film. I love this film. I'm so sad, Paul. I was looking at your letterbox review and I don't know if maybe you changed your opinion, but I'm shocked you don't love this. This film is so much fun and every bit of it is so iconic. You know, have the penguin who's just like this physical beast and i love that it's before you had too many visual effects everything's super physical you have catwoman like this film i thought it's during place during christmas it was giving me camp fun energy i really am sad you didn't love this because i felt like this is one that you'd get five stars but you didn't and that's okay but i love batman returns and i overall love keaton batman i will say um my particular reason for not liking um these movies actually is uh michael keaton um i think he is a shit batman spoiler alert he's at the bottom for me 
Um, I think he's the worst Batman. And the reason is he's not hot as Bruce Wayne. I agree with you. And he also doesn't feel threatening as Batman. So he just feels like, you know, uh, the equivalent of like beige to me. (laughs) Like I'm like, he's fine here. He's fine here. Um, He does have the sexiest moment in probably the entire Batman mythos. Um, when he's dancing with Selena Kyle, um, I remember as a kid, uh, before I watched this movie that my parents were like, oh, there's like one really like, I don't know how they described it, but they probably just said attractive scene where they're like dancing and realize each other's. And my dad was like that cinema. So it was so weird to watch this movie finally and be like, oh yeah, that's the one good shot. Um, I just don't like (laughs) these these movies in general uh i found a lot of the stuff with um you know the penguin and all that stuff to be really gross and boring and also the joker really boring it's just it, it feels like the first which it is it feels like the first comic book movie they didn't know what to do with it do we adapt them do we just kind of do a vibe do people even care if they're true to the characters jack napier like any of that shit is just you know alina what did you think um so this week is actually the first time that i watched batman and batman returns i think when i was four i was really obsessed with batman but specifically the animated series and then batman forever and batman and robin i watched the shit out of those so i have no distinct like memory of michael keaton's batman from like when i was a kid so like there was like as i was watching there were some scenes that like felt familiar familiar but like i don't know if that is like my brain remembering stuff or just like me just seeing random clips and i don't i don't understand why people like michael keaton's batman so much i feel like all of them are way better Batmans than him. He's, like, not, like, fleshed out at all. And he is really boring. And I'm so sorry to Michael Keaton, but his hair is terrible in these movies. He looks way better bald. And I was like, I can't. So bad. It's terrible. It's like, put some conditioner uh, in there. Yeah, it's it's so bad. And it doesn't even feel like 80s hair. It feels like if I was in the 80s, I would have been like, really? That's the choice? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, It's just... it's so weird. And also he like his flirting as Bruce Wayne is so bad. Every time he's talking to a girl, I'm like, whoa, oh God. I know. <laughs> you are a billionaire, sir. You don't have to do anything. Why are you doing it like that? Yeah, he's like I feel like Bruce Wayne is supposed to be like a sexy billionaire and Michael Keaton is just not. I feel like he's grown sexier with age, but he's not in Batman. Also, there's this one part where he's like fighting Catwoman and like he just says to her, eat floor. It has a good fiber or something like that. And it was like the funniest shit ever. Um, but like the fir- the Batman like movie with like Jack Nicholson as the Joker, I didn't like that one as much. Aesthetically, it's nice. But like Jack Nicholson is also an overrated Joker. Jesus Christ, cat. Hold on. I'm kicking him out of my room. I ordered a blender and the box is in my room and he like is pawing at the box trying to get it open because cats love cardboard, I guess. Um, Yeah, I just I didn't find Jack Nicholson to be a very good joker, uh, but I did really like Danny DeVito as uh, the penguin. I thought he was really fun. 
really deformed looking, but really fun. And also I loved the little penguins with like backpacks or whatever they were wearing. It was so cute. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, like I get why people like them, but they're a way better Batmans. Yeah, I don't really get the love for the first one. I think it's mainly just nostalgia talking. I think like you can very clearly see that's the main thing. But it just really is returns that just like is so viscerally fun for me. I don't know. It just it's like it speaks to me. It is my aesthetic. It's funny. It's gross. It's absolutely disgusting with the penguin. And like it is horny and weird and off putting, but like it is so much fun. It just it's giving me everything I want. Um, I I will say actually, uh to your point, Carson, you talking about um, like being disgusting. And I'm sure you're like, he loves society. He loves all this like gross shit. Why would he? There's something that's a little more like the saw kind of gross with this movie. That's just like, well, you don't like it when he bites the nose. Oh, God. All of it. <laughs> um, also, like. Walk-ins in this movie, and you know how I feel about walking um, mm. like. It's just like when he his entire existence just annoys me. Um, So that was that was like a big part of why I just didn't love this movie. Also, like, um, you know, when you have Selena Kyle, like tearing up all of her baby stuff, it's like, that's not Selena Kyle. Why why does she have to have like nine lives and all this stuff? Like, just I was obsessed with how like she became Catwoman because I like didn't know that was a thing. Like, she just falls from like it's not apartment balcony. That's and like just gets like licked to into Catwoman by a bunch of like feral street cats. What she's getting (laughs) eaten by them too. It's like disgusting. Yeah, (laughs) no. Um, so that's that's also part of it is like. So we're going to get into where I came into Batman in a second. But um, that's part of the like, you know, backwards forwards of this is that um, I watched these after knowing like what the real kind of narratives are. And it's just weird that you had your first chance to do Batman and you do weird shit with it. That being said... These are the last movies, the next couple that we're going to talk about, where Batman is a modicum of fun. Um, Like where there's like a little bit of camp where like, you know, any sort of enjoyment in the movie um, is there. And then eventually it's going to become what, you know, comes out next week. Um, Damn. Okay. Judge of the Batman already before it even drops, Paul. Damn. Uh, you know what? The uh, the embargoes are over <laughs> at this point, regardless of whether I've seen it. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess we can keep with the camp, keep with the fun, at least for now, with Val Kilmer's Batman Forever. Uh, I, who wants to start out? Because I have nothing to say about this Me. I love this movie. Four-year-old me fucking stand the Schumacher Batmans. I loved these. They were just, like, really fun. And, like, like they're so, like, camp and stupid and just, like, so colorful that as, like, a four-year-old, I feel like I just, like, ate that shit up. Like, I had a Batman cake as a four-year-old. It was green and I had a little figure of Batman and a little figure of Robin because I fucking loved Batman and Robin so much. Like, I distinctly remember watching these movies, like, multiple times a week. Like, this... And, like, Disney? My shit. Um, so, but, like, I didn't get the chance to rewatch, like, Batman and Robin, but, like, 
when I watched Batman Forever earlier this morning, it was like the first time I watched it in like probably 15 years. And it's a bad movie, but it's still really fun. I don't even care if it's a bad movie. Like, I really like Val Kilmer as Batman. I really enjoy Jim Carrey as the Riddler. It's just like this, these two are the ones where I'm like, these are purely nostalgia talking, but like, I enjoy them. I like them. Alicia Silverstone is Batgirl. They're so fun. I like them. It's Alicia, first of all. Whatever. Um, she did a whole TikTok that went viral on it. Um, well, I didn't see that out- TikTok. That's interesting because uh, my cousin is named Alicia and it's spelled the same way, but I always just assumed it was Alicia because that's what everyone says. Um, what's funny is I always knew it was Alicia Silverstone and I don't know why. <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're like somewhere someone like read an article and like told me and I just stuck with it. I um, thought it was Alicia because days. my cousin has the same name, but then somebody told me it was Alicia. That's annoying. Um, right also, that's time. next movie though. I know. I'm um, just saying. They're both so the same director. The, this... <laughs> oh, yeah. going to combine them. Um, so this is uh, Joel Schumacher's first one. And I don't remember when I watched this movie. But I will tell you I watched it way, 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 way too young. Um, because the opening scene. Oh, not even opening. But like somewhere in the movie early on where the doctor is thrown out of a building in a chair by the Riddler. Um, fucked me like messed me up. I remember like having nightmares. Um, I had, I used to have, uh, three specific nightmares that came from the movies that I would watch as a kid. This, um, what happens to Bane in the next movie we're going to talk about. And then Senator Kelly in the X-Men movie. Um, where he explodes into a thing of water. Um, if I saw this in theaters, I definitely ran screaming from the theater because that's what <laughs> I did in the other two movies. Um, and like when I talk about like I love horror and everything, I really had to like work on that because like these movies specifically scared me from being uh, interested in anything related to horror. Um, but yeah, this one's terrible in like, you know what it is? It's that he tries to kind of connect to the Tim Burton movies, but hasn't gotten to the camp insanity of his next one. Um, so I just kind of get bored. I don't hate Val Kilmer as Batman. Um, it's so interesting to imagine like Chris Evans leaving it and then replacing him with someone else like mid series in the MCU now, like they pay you whatever you want and you stay. Um, so it is. Uh, and I believe that's probably started with the X-Men um, where you stuck with your character. But like in this period, it's like the wild West and everything's just shifting rapidly. Um, so it's kind of funny. I don't actually think of these and I don't think the DCEU moving forward will consider what happened in the past to, to matter to what happens in these next two. Um, These two feel like their own world. And even you could probably say that this one and the next one are in different worlds. Um, But yeah, um, I don't love this one, but I think it's fun enough. Uh, (laughs) Alina wrote me and she was like, how does Nicole Kidman not know that that's Val Kilmer? Look at those lips. (laughs) 
<laughs> am I right and or am I right? His nice lips. So, yeah. Uh, that's basically all I remember is the Val Kilmer lips. Um, and just that he, like, clearly is excited to be this role, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But he's not good in it. Carson, what do you think? I don't think? know. I don't think there's... Uh, here's my hot take. I don't think anyone I've looked at playing Batman have been like, they're bad. I don't think, like... I don't remember Val Kilmer that much as Batman. Like, when I just think about the film, I don't really think that much about, you know, George Clooney even as Batman that much. But, like, I, I kind of, I guess, f- focusing on Batman forever. It is fun. I like Jim Carrey. I like the aesthetics. I like all the green question marks. You know, like, I like the campy aesthetic of this one, though it doesn't feel like it goes as far or as visceral as Batman returns. If you want to compare them, I do think it's interesting. You mentioned how these feel different than Tim Burton's when like Tim Burton's two felt very different. Each one of these kind of original four all just feel very distinctly different from the others, which is strange because it's like a series. But other than that, um, it is fine. I, I have nothing great to say about Batman, Batman forever. But I also have nothing super negative to say. It's one of those that's just kind of there. If my friend was watching it, I'd have a fine time watching it. But I don't think I'd ever turn this on personally. Yeah. And, um, you know, there is like an asterisk to this movie. Um, I don't know if you guys know the backstory. Like, um, Batman Forever was like completely demolished by the studio. And there's like a secret cut um, that has... Um, most notably a giant bat sequence where he has a nightmare. Um, and we'll get into this more in like what Schumacher was planning to do with these, but I fuck with his vision so much compared to what we're going to go up against next. Um, in that it's stupid and campy and that's what Batman is. Like if you read a comic, you're like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. And that's what comics are. Stop trying to make them so goddamn realistic. It's a man in a bat suit. <laughs> a billionaire who dresses as a bat and goes around and beats up clowns. Like, Listen, we have to make it a deep neo-noir because nothing can be fun anymore. I just want to have fun once in a while. <laughs> Let me have fun, DC. <laughs> And they're like, how about this? And I'm like, no, I don't want Aquaman being whatever you've just done to him. If he and even that's not fun. Side note, I love how people are like Aquaman so crazy and fun. It's like, no, you did one thing. No, he is not a man who talks to fish and rides a giant seahorse and like is this like blonde twink. Like it's a completely different character. <laughs> like don't act like you're, you know, so high and mighty with your, you know, we did it for the fan. No, it's it's still realistic. Look, we'll get as to, realistic. <laughs> we'll get an Aquaman later this year because I mean, he's also just not funny or good but that's you know side point sorry all of my sack but i'm very friends. but i'm very happy uh that he is back with his wife after right trying out some 20 together. year olds for a couple weeks i'm just excited that the hit filmmaker from malignant is finally back on the saddle doing a big film i get to watch because thank know, god love malignant <laughs> um well i alina's kind of already trans uh, went into it so why don't we just jump into batman and robin the gayest movie ever made. Um, <laughs> porn is not as gay as Batman and Robin. <laughs> because the thing is, the faggotry that goes on in this movie <laughs> is just like 
so intense. Um, and the fact that we as a culture have not realized that this is like so good is ridiculous. Like when I have my rankings, I literally think I have Zack Snyder's Justice League this <laughs> like and then everything else with Batman. And I know that's crazy, but also is it because like I can you know, we were talking about these other movies. I didn't rewatch all these because I've seen all them multiple, multiple times. Um, I can remember every second of this movie. <laughs> like, it is ingrained in my brain, and I remember from childhood. Um, like, so the thing that uh, freaked me out as a kid was that um, Bane gets turned into, like, the super Bane. And I remember as a kid just being like, oh, fuck. When they, like, put that little boy into that thing and plug him full of snake venom, and he, exp- oh, God horrifying um love this movie um i didn't because culture told me not to and then i kept going like i think i liked that movie and then i went and rewatched it and i was like allow yourself to like bad things you watch mystery science theater like you know it's fine if you and i was like yes i like it as a bad movie and then the next time i watched it i was like no i get what he was doing and this is fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is terrible there are huge swaths of terrible but because you're in the camp mood, it's like watching a John Waters. Like, you know, you're not excited when Divine uh, eats shit. But like also. <laughs> hey, speak like, for yourself. Okay? I'm sure there's some like, listeners out there. You're <laughs> like, you know what? I'll deal with it. Um, because that's that's what you have to get to to get to the real camp treasure. And that is my defense of. Oh, also. The bat nipples are terrible. <laughs> we'll say that. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, Alina, what'd you think? Um, so I didn't rewatch this one. And this is also one that I've not seen for like 15 to 20 years. But I remember liking this one better than Batman Forever. Um, the most distinct memory I have of Batman and Robin is there's a point. There's like a montage where they're like putting on the Batman and Robin suits and they like just like aggressively zoom in on like Clooney and Robin's like butts. And that has like stuck in my brain for like 20 years. <laughs> it's giving me share. Um, but like from you what say I it remember, and I'm like, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Exactly. It's very distinct. Um, but yeah, I remember I really liked this as a four-year-old. I loved Poison Ivy. I loved Batgirl. I fucking, I enjoyed Mr. Freeze. I don't remember Bane in this movie, so I will rewatch it this week and get back to you. But like, um, I have no memory of Bane. Yeah, it's also funny talking as a uh, boy of the 90s, um, you know, and you talk to other um, queer boys of the 90s, and they're like, they'll specifically remember what you were just talking about. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah, Chris O'Donnell as, <laughs> with the nipples and like, the stupidity of it all. It was just like, it was like, Oh, okay. I could hang out with him. He's way more attractive than me, but we could, we could make it work. Yeah. I'm with Alina. I did not rewatch this. And I remember watching it. So I did not watch movies as a child. So I've never like watched Batman without understanding the social perspective or perception of Batman films. So I watched this film and I remember not liking it, but I'm fully willing to give you the argument and like the benefit of the doubt that I said that because everyone told me I would hate this film and that it's the worst film ever made. And like, I might enjoy it on a rewatch. I have nothing to tell me that is it is. It is the same level to me as cats. Like if you watch it, you're just like, (laughs) 
oh no this is like art because it's someone who doesn't understand a modicum of taste sure like he is not like doing this for anyone except like himself and that's like amazing uh yeah no uh i'm so curious for a rewatch for you carson because i feel like you might be like <laughs> writing on buttered popcorn tomorrow like actually this is the greatest batman movie <laughs> you know at least i could log it and give it a little boost on rotten tomatoes now really help out the get it up to an eight percent or whatever it would have to <laughs> the fact that this has a 1.8 on letterbox is ridiculous to me like well okay so like, why don't people enjoy things anymore yeah well also like it's the it's the thing of everything in the world is allowed to be rethought of except for like queer things which are uh, bad call them out um, uh they and like oh i can vote that a one star and it's fine um but anything that is more like bad but accidentally like can be rediscovered um and that's that's my thought on that yeah no i think that people just vote for it like they will go i had a great time half star and it's like yeah but he wanted you to have a great time <laughs> like i you know cats i do understand like voting a one star and also a heart that makes sense but like if something was like made to be fun and camp and you're like i enjoyed it in a camp scenario how is that different from rocky horror picture show you know like exactly it's it's not or the, or <laughs> that's the one of the most genius things the, you've ever said thank you <laughs> it happens rarely but eventually <laughs> lightning strikes and you say something worthwhile paul and that was one it of is them. funny my friends who listen will occasionally like they'll listen to old podcasts and they'll write me and be like that thing you said was really insightful i'm like what thing <laughs> <laughs> like i say things and it is gone <laughs> To be fair, I edit most of your lines out, so I don't know what they're referring to, but that's fine. <laughs> it's literally just like, hi, <laughs> I'm Paul, and then gone. And Paul, where are you at? <laughs> at Price Like Tag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Oh, no, I just edit you out completely. I just say it's a two-person podcast, me and Alina. <laughs> <laughs> There's just this disembodied laugh occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Well, let's take a break from these live action films and let's go to the realm of animation. Paul, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Take it away. <laughs> the Phantasm. Um, Phantasm. Uh, the Phantasm. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, um, backstory. So, like, in the same way that people always say your first Bond is the best Bond, um, your first Batman, I think, is your best Batman. Um, but for most people of the 90s, uh, that's Kevin Conroy, and that is Batman the Animated Series, which, if you have not watched it, is the best Batman. Nothing you will watch your entire life is better than Batman the Animated Series in terms of the Batman mythos. Mm, have you um, seen Joker? <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. Um, it deals with like supernatural and you know science fiction aspects very well with keeping a grounded overall feel um you literally get to watch uh characters like harley quinn and mr freeze and all these characters be built because they came from this um everything that you know in terms of like the non-movies, if you hear about these characters from video games or the comics now or anything like that, they all pretty much come from this. 
So this movie was the theatrical release of um, Batman. It was PG-13. They were like, sure, do whatever you want. It's vaguely connected. Um, And it's the origin story of Batman. And it's so much fun. Um, It's so much sexier than it should be for a children's movie. I really feel the overall romance and it's great for Joker. Like overall, it's just, it's what I think these movies should be trying to adapt more than what we're going to be talking about. Um, Yeah. uh, Kevin Conroy is the best Batman. You hear his voice and you're like, yes, that man has authority. You hear him as Bruce Wayne and you're like, yes, this man does just like drink liquor every night that he is not Batman. (laughs) Like he is just like trashed, hooking up with girls, spending millions of dollars. Like that is what Batman's supposed to be. Um, And I think this works so well. Um, And I know there's like a specific place to put it in the overall timeline but i always just tell people to just watch it at the beginning and then start from there i think it'll screw up a couple things but not really enough to where it matters look i oh, i hate to say this so first i've never seen this film until this morning except weirdly like years ago i attended a comic-con panel i think about the blu-ray because my friend wanted to go just out there don't know anything about it so i watched it and like it is good i don't know if i'm in love with this film as much as everyone else most people are I think it's like, what? Carson. It's good. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying it's good. But like, was it more than being like a good animated little film? No. Yes. (laughs) Not really in any way. It's so good. (laughs) I thought the animation was good. Was fine. Other than this was a live action movie. You would be like, oh my God, this is the best story. Yeah. Like would I? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> would I? Yeah. I don't know. I'm also kind of binging the DCEU and I was like, is this better than like most of those? Well, yes. But is it better than yes. all those? <laughs> no. Yes. Um, it's like, it's I probably it. the best thing that DC has done. Uh, <laughs> I mean, low bar. So <laughs> I don't know if they've done a lot of great Air. stuff. But like, I would love it if the animation faces and mouths lined up with the audio. That'd be great. <laughs> Um, no, it, it was fine. It was like, it was fine. It, I really nothing like it. It was like one of those things where I was like 3.5. Clicked oh. it. Never will think about it again in my life. Uh, which is funny because you definitely will think about it because I think that overall, um, my prediction is that this will start becoming more of like what people want. I think I'm just a trendsetter. No, I think I'm just like a grouchy <laughs> old man. is not like the other like, girlies. Batman was more fun. I know that's starting. The rumblings are starting. Um, I think over the next like year or two, you'll see like, can we have fun things again? No, I don't disagree, but I don't know if I would call this like. You know, if, I, if I had to point to when Batman was fun, I would not point to this film. But I also think I I also do think so. You've never watched the animated series, right? No, this is like, you know how like the um, Arrowverse and all those things sure. do like the big event movies. It's kind of like that for this. So like you've watched him have littler stories and then this is the big one. And it also mm-hmm. like backstories some things. Sure. So it does like you do maybe need, you know, to I literally just said start with this. Maybe you don't start with this. I think it's after the first season. 
to be clear, I'm uh, definitely in the minority here. Everyone like loves this film, so I think you're probably right overall. But maybe for I am me, I right. I'm not. I'm not worried about my correctness. Here. <laughs> I mean, okay. To be clear, you are okay. To be clear, you are wrong. But I'm saying that just to keep the peace. <laughs> this film is not that good. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm Carson, on Paul's go, side. Go rewatch. Yeah, thank you, Elena. I too. Thank God it was short, though. Enjoy. Listen, let me tell my thoughts. I want to talk about this. I too enjoy Batman the Animated Series. I have not watched it as like a person with like consciousness, but I watched the fuck out of Batman the Animated Series when I was four. Four was like a very distinct year for me as like a pop culture enthusiast. Um, So obviously... I have not seen like every single episode of the Batman animated series, but I watched it a lot. I remember like coming home after like kindergarten to watch the show um, or watching it on like a weekend morning. Um, But I don't think I've ever seen Mask of the Phantasm before. Um, And I had fun. It like was really bringing me back to like me at like four years old watching like Batman after school. So like there's a lot of nostalgia there and like, this may or may not be a hot take, but Mark Hamill is the best Joker. I'm so sorry to Heath Ledger, and I'm so sorry to Joaquin Phoenix, but like he's the best Joker, and I'm not gonna listen to anybody else. Are you else including Leto? Agree with me? Yeah, fuck Jared Leto compared to Mark Hamill. Uh, no, and and yeah, there's something about uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman with um, Mark Hamill's Joker that's just like there's like this connection between them and which is so weird because you know that they like barely are ever together um they're just talking at each other in different studios over days um but yeah they they have a real connection that's really impressive um yeah no i I love this movie um and i i love that we like didn't really spoil it uh, and didn't really get into the plot because the plot is like very specific so yeah, okay, if you're going to be like Carson, go watch some of the episodes first, get your feet wet, get into Kevin Conroy, get into the animation style. Also, um, you talking about like the animation style and like knowing that like this is so much better than the show is very funny to me. I'm like, oh, oh, he's going <laughs> to struggle. Um, I just don't also, think I'm going to watch it, FYI. <laughs> also, when you... Um, That's sad for you, Carson. I'm going to send you some episodes that I'm going to require you to watch. Um, but, um, it's also funny when you guys were talking about, you know, cause we're about to move on past the animated in general. Um, the, uh, oh, you guys were talking about Batman Returns and I thought you were talking about Return of the Joker and I literally almost started writing about Return of the Joker, um, which, so, uh, Batman animated series mythos. The show ends. They start a new show called Batman beyond, which is set in the future. Cannot believe they have not done this yet. It does not make any sense. Um, So it's like the world is basically like the matrix kind of like futuristic, like any of those like super sci-fi movies and Batman's old. And he's like, I guess I should get a hot new thing. So he grabs this like poor kid and he's like, hi, I'm Batman. Please be Batman. So they did this movie called Return of the Joker and you don't know what happened to the Joker. And um, it's the backstory 
but it's the ending to Batman the Animated Series. And it is so wild because you were a kid and like five, six years later, they were like, oh, you want to know how the show ended? This is what happened. Like there is endings to the show. Eventually he gets involved in Justice League. There's a lot of shit. But specifically for this, it was like a wrap up and you were like, oh, my fucking God. Um, the original version of the movie is R rated. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how violent it is, which is wild because it's like a kid's show. It, the TV show is G. And then all of a sudden we're in R rated territory. Um, but I think now it's just uh, like I think they released mainly the PG version, but um, it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, if you are interested and you're like a person who like, you know, likes to binge things. There is so much content. I think all of it now is on HBO Max in like 4K. Like, yeah, fucking go. Like, you will have hours and hours and hours of content to enjoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and side note, we're going to talk. We're skipping animated. Um, Batman Lego's fine. That's all I have to say. It's fun. It's like straight people's version of gay. Yeah. Um, mm. Which I don't love. It feels very like. Uh, CW in the like <laughs> early aughts like where they were like we can't say it but we'll just <laughs> but other than that it's it's fine um, it, it is definitely the start of the multiverse um, but it's weird that I never think that that movie exists and that's all that's not the way about the Lego franchise though like they're all good I even Ninjago is not like bad but you don't think about any of them uh, the DCEU is not is fine. I'll throw out there as someone watching it. Paul, I don't know if you have anything you want to say quickly before we move on from animated. Are you talking about the DCAMU? Is that what you've been like? Oh, AMU. Easy. To... <laughs> yes, you've been saying DCEU, so and I was like, I'm not going to correct you because I don't know if I'm wrong. No, the DCAMU is actually like, it's not great. But if you were a nerd and you're wanting to try it, it is worth it. Um, I think it's I think there's some really fun stuff in there and some good moments. Um, It's it's very much, you know, the same as like a friend telling you to watch like Dragon Ball Z and they're like 95 percent of it's not great. But that one episode in season 10 is really good. It's kind of like that. But if that's kind of something you're into, if you're if you're like feeling a little like I don't want to keep, you know, watching all of this stuff with you know, the MCU and it's just continuing on for forever or the DCEU and trying to figure out what they're doing right now. Um, There's tons of stuff available in the animated world. That's it. Moving on to live action again. Look, let me be clear. I'm very tired and I went to a mushroom festival. So it's you know what? I'm going to be a mushroom festival. (laughs) It was a mushroom festival. (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) To be clear, mush like the edible like mushrooms, not (laughs) like edible. (laughs) It's like the cooking mushroom, (laughs) the cooking, the shiitake, you know, an oyster. (laughs) I was just very sad. (laughs) Just expecting you to be cool for once in your goddamn life. Carson, how are you living in California and not dropping shrooms on the regular? Come on. Okay. He thought that that's what it was going to be and showed up and just went with it. I mean, I bought a tie-dye shirt for it, so I didn't oh know what God. to expect. I was ready I was ready for anything, you know? And instead, I got some porcinis. 
<laughs> literally. <laughs> Quite literally, I went and there was just a bunch of hippies like cooking shiitakes. And I was like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> I love that. That's why we're recording late. <laughs> we had to do our whole schedule around you and you were like i'm going to the mushroom festival it's like we're not recording tomorrow if carson's at a mushroom festival and then he takes a picture and it's like not a mushroom festival i do love the idea that i would casually be doing shrooms before recording an episode of the podcast i was like is an idea for kidding. maybe a future special <laughs> i believe we have something dropping on april 20th so maybe we need yeah my birthday episode we're getting high for so good that's my birthday episode (laughs) well let's go to probably the most famous batman i said it was probably the michael keaton stuff but no it probably is this the christopher nolan series featuring christian or bale yes (laughs) (laughs) it's been a long day featuring christians featuring christians Yeah, well, you know what? Similar to Christianity, it is a cult about these things. I'll give you that. Alina, I don't know. Do you want to start off with these? Sure. I have only seen Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight Rises once each, but I have watched the fuck out of The Dark Knight, and those are my main thoughts. I feel like as a trilogy they work, but I just never watch it as a trilogy anymore. I feel like I always just like gravitate towards the dark knight i think christian bale is a fabulous batman but i don't know what it is it's just like just for some reason i just don't gravitate it towards like a series as a whole is that just me i don't think it is no i think it's i think it's the general consensus Mm -hmm. which is actually um kind of cool that these movies don't feel really like connected um they just have like hints of it Mm -hmm. uh I will ask you guys, does it bother you unduly the uh, Katie Holmes, Maggie Gyllenhaal switch? Because I literally cannot watch these movies as a series because of Katie Holmes <laughs> switching to Maggie Gyllenhaal. I know it like I've never been able to do it because I just know if I watched one and then the other, I would be livid. So actually, I usually watch Dark Knight and then like watch Dark Knight Returns and then like I'll pop in and watch Batman Begins at some other point in my life. I have no issues with it. I oh, actually it drives think me insane. It's interesting that you guys hate this. Like, well, no, I hate this, but I think this is probably when you look at a series of connected Batman films, this is my favorite like series. I don't think there's actually that weak of a link here. Even Dark Knight Rises. I know everyone has issues with it. I really am mostly okay with it. These films I would never watch like back to back. They're far too long, far too dense. Like this is definitely trying to elevate Batman to this really interesting degree that works to a point, but also is definitely a little bit tedious at times. Um, But obviously the dark Knight's great. I feel like you can't really say anything more about that film than what's been said already. But like the other two films I do enjoy quite a bit. I could watch dark Knight rises, most days i could watch batman begins most days but as you said alina with like why with something like the dark knight that's just clearly all around better i don't know why i would ever watch like dark knight rises for example yeah exactly i actually like all of them so Mm -hmm. i just like why would i watch batman begins and the dark knight rises when i can just watch the dark knight again that's just how i feel like i enjoy both all of the movies but like the dark knight is just on another level (sighs) batman begins I liked as a kid, wasn't really connected to. 
Um, I would be very curious to like talk to myself back then because I don't really remember a like strong feeling whatsoever. Um, I remember Dark Knight um, being very annoying for me. Um, I do remember. Here's like a stupid story. So we watched Batman Begins and everyone was like, it's going to be a trilogy. And I remember being in the Batman ride at Six Flags and (laughs) some girl goes, "Um, oh, yeah, the three movies are going to be Batman Begins, Batman Ends and Batman's Middle. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I think of all the time. (laughs) Whenever I think of the Dark Knight, I'm always like Batman's Middle. (laughs) Um. And so that's all I really remember about these movies. Um, no, like I do love them, but um, I also like was in a huge Nolan phase. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was my two favorite directors were um, Wes Anderson and Christopher Nolan, which sounds now really tacky. But at the time, no one knew who either of them were. And so I was like, I like these two guys. And then they became like two of the biggest directors in the world. Um, And then at that point, I also like stopped liking their stuff. So I have like a weird relationship with these because this was the moments that I was like, my favorite director kind of is boring a little bit. And I don't love what he's doing. Um, So they're good. Um, I think it's a little... Um, like kind of old now. They feel a little like dated, which is weird because when you watched them, you thought they were going to last forever. Um, but I think it's just because everyone and their mom tried to emulate them. So if we had tried to do different things, um, I think it would be different. But yeah, uh, if we're talking about the Batman's live action, probably the best Batman. Um, not a great Bruce Wayne, but the best Batman. Um, and I know people don't like the voice and you can, you know, fuck off. The voice is iconic. Okay. It's also like, but it's also like what I imagine if you were going to be Batman, you would be like, I can't do my voice. I have to. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. Also, the Bane voice is also iconic. My friend Robert, when I was in high school, used to go do a really good Bane voice. He'd put like his hand in front of his mouth, like like the Bane mask. Like those are iconic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do remember um, just being a little bit older than you guys when that released, when there was a long clip of that and everyone watched it and was like, I'm sorry, what did he just say? And we were all like, that's not how the movie is going to be, though. Oh, when they were like memeing Bane's voice? Was it the like the airplane scene? It was it's the airplane scene, the first scene that he ever shows up in. And I remember (laughs) everyone, the entire Internet at that time, um, we were all just like, I can't understand what he's saying, but I'm sure they're going to fix that. And there was like, I'm sure Entertainment Weekly articles about like, are they going to fix the Batman voice? Um the way we would have like Sonic the Hedgehogged this <laughs> if it like <laughs> happened today. Um, there was no way the movie would be released like that. Um, I also appreciate that this is the first ones that start adapting um, like comics. 
Um, all three of these are kind of based on comics. I also love that, you know, we do uh, Raza Ghoul for the first one. Um, I also loved that I watched that movie, The Batman Begins. And as a nerd, I knew that that was fucking going to be Raza Ghoul. And then he wasn't Raza Ghoul. And I was like, what? And then he was Raza Ghoul. I was like, oh my God. Like, that kind of shit is so fun. Um, I think that, like, you know, uh, Shang-Chi tried to do that um, recently where it was like a fake out, but obviously it was like six years later. It was not a fake out. It was just a correction. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, I kind of love that they play with, you know, uh, our beliefs on these characters, you know, having Batman's spine broken, all of that stuff is like, yes, this is like cool. Um, also, if Heath Ledger hadn't died, um, I do think that he, I believe he was just supposed to be in a couple scenes, but I do think like it would have started feeling a little Arkham-y, which is the Batman thing is to have Arkham Asylum. And, um, you know, uh, I think that that's what I constantly miss is literally Arkham. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so did that's, you guys that's play the I, Arkham I, Asylum video game. Yes, I did. And that's uh, technically canon to the Batman animated series. Fun. I watched my cousin play it and I got a high score on one of the mini mini games and he was really mad at me. And that's my entire extent of playing Arkham Asylum. But it was very fun for the 15 minutes I played it. Um, That is like if you guys were more gamer or if um, Chris, friend of the podcast, had been able to hop on, um, we definitely would be discussing um, the Arkham series because that is also one of the most iconic Batman things. And then again, flubs it in the third one. So weird. Um, Yeah, I hate the third one, by the way. Like, just to put that out there. I know, Carson, you were like, it's fine. It's fine. But, like, you also have to remember, like, there was a good period of time, I think four years, that they, like, waited because they wanted to find the right script. And I was like, that's the script you found. I will say this speaks more to Ledger's performance actually being good than anything else. But this series did make me, like, I kind of ruined the Joker, I think. Because he's amazing in this. But now, like, I don't need to see the Joker ever again on the big screen. And anytime they try to change him at all from being this, everyone hates it randomly. So, I don't know. I'm done with the Joker. Um, I think you just need to do the clown. And no one wants to do the clown. I don't understand why you don't do the clown. I like the, the boy. This might be a hot take. I don't know what this room is going to be to this. I like the uh, Joker and Suicide Squad. I was oh like, you God. know what? It's something different. You know, he didn't really even get like a chance. He to got. Shine. Well, he kinda, yeah, I was about to say he got neutered. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that gets into. I mean, I don't like. I like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. I don't like that. She's not able to be the Joker's girlfriend. Although there is like a common thing of like uh, with all of these movies, uh, you know, uh, I think if there was another Harley Quinn supposed to show up, like it's kind of like, sure. um, I think that the fourth um, Schumacher movie um, was supposed to actually be about Harley Quinn. Um, And then like when there was debates on whether or not they would do another um, Christian Bale Batman. Um, and have him connected to um, 
the uh, Clark Kent of uh, Man of Steel, uh, there was like, oh, yeah, we'll probably start doing characters like Harley Quinn. And it's like, it's so funny um, that like she always is about to pop up. And now she's uh, last time I checked, I don't know if this is still the case, but she's actually the most popular comic um, Harley Quinn is. She has become and I think that's part of why she's been retconned into being like a antihero in the same way that like Wolverine or any of these characters, Deadpool or whatever, um, who used to be pretty strongly like asshole characters. Um, they've been like kind of like cleaned up a little bit. I think she's getting the same treatment. But well, the hot topic number came, numbers came in and, you know, I do what you got to do. Yeah, so right? I was really excited for the Joker Harley Quinn movie. And then uh, I still would I would be down for that 100 percent. It's always uh, the like next film, like the Dark Universe. The next one was Bride of Frankenstein. Like it's always the next one. I'm really that's what I exactly that I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, it was supposed to be fucking the Schumacher one was Harley Quinn and Man Bat. My two favorite <laughs> characters. It would have been psychotic. Imagine. Ugh. And before we go any further, let's hear a word about the sponsor for today's episode. And my friends, that is the Star Draft. Hollywood's award season is right around the corner, and that means another season of Star Draft is upon us. Star Draft turns Hollywood's award season into fantasy football. You draft actors and musicians, they win accolades throughout the award season, and your team earns points. This year, the Star Draft is hoping to sign up their thousandth user, and if they do, they're going to give away a thousand dollars in cash prizes. So join a league today and spread the word. Even we at Clappercast have a league that you can join on the site's public leagues page. So sign up today, battle it out with me, Alina, and Paul. Just look up Clappercast on the website, and that is at thestardraft.com. Once again, thestardraft.com. And may the Anoms be ever in your favor. Well, let's, I mean, actually, great transition with Harley Quinn. Let's actually transition, and I'm getting this right, to the DCEU with Affleck's Batman. Never got a solo project. Never really got one we can call his own. But he was in Batman v Superman. He was in in Suicide Squad, actually. He was in Justice League. He was in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, I will start, and I think it's a shame that he never got his own Batman, because I like Ben Affleck as Batman quite a bit. He never gets a chance to shine, and he's always in these really shitty projects, other than Zack Snyder's Justice League, where like he's never able to be the focus, he has to be there fighting Superman or doing whatever, but like I think as a kind of connective tissue for the DCEU, I think he was filling his role fine. Every issue is not with him, so I kind of feel like he was done dirty by the whole situation. Yeah, and I will say um, he is the best Bruce Wayne. Um, he's the suave, like almost bat, uh, almost Batman, Jesus, almost James Bondish character. Um, you know his scene with uh, Wonder Woman is like, yep, this is this is what we should be getting with, you know, our Batman, our Bruce Wayne is like a like, yes, he like does kind of want to fuck everyone and just kind of be a shit but there's something like psychological damage to him um but yeah i you know ultimately i was mid on all of these movies um until Zack Snyder's justice league but like they ended but i will always tell you (laughs) you know people who are like i don't want a sequel to this movie i have never said that in my entire life (laughs) 
<laughs> I have never been like, I don't want more of this. I can't think of anything in this world where I'm like, no, I don't. I, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't be like mildly excited if a sequel came out to anything like even Eternals or something like that. I'd be like, yeah, no, I, I'm excited to watch it. I don't want to. I think it'll be bad, but I will like I'm more happy that it exists than not exists. And that's how I kind of feel about these, like even up to the Justice League, which I thought was terrible. And now we're at, we did Zack Snyder's Justice League and I know would have been, you know, huge. Um, it definitely is two movies, but it's it would have been huge. I don't know. Let's be clear. I think outside of Zack Snyder's Justice League, these movies are garbage. And I was like, I I do not want sequels to them, but did I you respect watch... your love for the I did you no I don't openness Paul not love openness um but did you watch the longer version of um Batman v Superman sure they all came okay that's the thing with DCU the well I actually I like Suicide Squad sorry but like every theatrical cut sucks and then they come out with the unlimited or whatever version that's like a lot better but like in theater they normally all suck so I don't know I remember being mis. I remember being miserable watching Batman versus Superman in theaters. Uh, I I don't remember how old I was. I was in like my mid-teens, probably twenty sixteen. I was like, I have an idea. I can't do math right now. Um, but like, I remember hearing about the Ben Affleck like casting news, and everybody was like fucking so mad. And I think it's because everyone like really wanted Christian Bale to come back. But, like, come on. Christian Bale can't, like, be doing everything. It's time to move on. Um, And I think Ben Affleck got a lot of, like, hate for literally no reason. I really like him both in general and as, like, Batman slash Bruce Wayne. I think he's really good. And I agree with Carson. It's a really, like, massive shame that he's, like, never gotten his, like, solo Batman project. And I understand why he would not want to come back and do one because the DCEU is in fucking shambles. And most of those movies are bad and I don't like them and I don't like most of the casting. But Ben Affleck is fine and he was done dirty. He deserves better, frankly. Okay, and then to close out the retrospective looking back at the history of Batman, let's go ahead and just rank the Batmans for us. Paul, why don't you kick off the ranking? Oh, thank you. Um, okay, we're going to go Michael Keaton as bottom. Um, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, Ben Affleck, Christian Bale, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy obviously being the top. Alina? Okay. Um, I feel like my bottom is also Michael Keaton. I'm so sorry, Michael Keaton. I would also then put George Clooney, but I also did not rewatch Clooney's movie. So like, I feel like Kilmer and Clooney can be interchangeable. Um, and then I would put Kevin Conroy and then I'd put Ben Affleck and then I'd put Christian Bale. I'm just not going to rate Conroy because I don't have a connection to him. And I think it's unfair to rank that with live action. So just sticking to live action. I'm going to go Clooney, Keaton, Kilmer, Affleck Bale. Let's go with that. That works. Um, so let's now, instead of looking backwards, look a little bit ahead to the next Batman, which is going to be Robert Pattinson. It is kind of crazy that we're getting three cinematic Batmans 
four cinematic or no three cinematic Batmans this year. That's pretty crazy to think about. But the next one is Robert Pattinson. I will say is the only one who's seen the Batman and we do have a full review coming next week on the episode. I do not know genuinely where you guys are going to land on this film like at all. I think he's a really good gritty humanistic Batman, but I don't know if that is going to land with you specifically you Paul because the entire film is very gritty, but it's not like fun at all. So I, I generally just have no idea what you guys are thinking of the film. I guess maybe just based on the trailer. Are you excited for it or what you know? No, or? literally not at all. If we were not podcasting, I would not be seeing this opening night. Oh, um, <laughs> I will go one further. If we were not podcasting this, I would not see this. I have <laughs> so little interest in this movie. Um, and we will see how I feel about it next week. But um, no, I don't care. I think that um, specifically the director that they got doesn't care about source material. I have seen his version of Planet of the Apes and... You know, you can like those movies. That's fine. But it is not Planet of the Apes. It's his version of Planet of the Apes. And I think he did the exact same thing with Batman. And it's just going to be like, I think if you care about Batman at all, even a minutia, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? You're not going to be. Yeah, like <laughs> you're not wrong uh, at all. <laughs> I'm Like, I truly expect to just watch some like you know, Bruce Willis vigilante detective movie and have him have ears. <laughs> like that is fully what I'm ready for. Um, so yeah, I'm seeing it Saturday. Like my friends will have all seen it. Uh, they're seeing it again with me. And I'm like, cool guys. Oh. I think you're all going to be like, Oh, I regret this decision. <laughs> I, I have not oh. heard one, like the <laughs> previews from the people who have seen it. They're all like, I don't know if I would ever watch this again. <laughs> like oh god your reviewers like no i think it's like good i would never probably watch it again it is I, yeah i'm not gonna spoil it or anything but like it is very dense it doesn't it's a it's a it's, very, the it's just a, length it's a three, of the godfather it's a three hour mystery <laughs> that clearly is just that big to set up future spinoffs is all i will say it's just it's you not, know it's, yeah. how i am tired <laughs> yeah i was literally just about to two. say that you know how we always say about the mcu i'm just really tired me with batman movies like i love batman i'm tired like why do we need a new batman every three to five business years i've had enough oh y'all okay. we have the flash we have batgirl like this is a big I, batman year Okay, so I will say I'm gonna I'm gonna get on my little um, uh, soapbox. Um, fucking Robin exists. Fucking Batgirl exists. Not related to Batman. I will allow whatever we're gonna do, but I feel iffy about it. Um, I, you know we have Batgirl. We have uh, Nightwing. We have multiple Robins. We have so we have Red Hood. We have. 3,000 about 3,000 jokers <laughs> yeah no 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 no. i'm saying like all these other characters and we keep just doing fucking batman solo okay so what's cool about batman this is like and this is a good way to end this batman is a solo character who lost his family and through crime fighting found a new family that is the batman story you know what these movies keep doing? Sitting with the broken dude at the beginning of the story. We're sitting there just <laughs> sticking in the mire of like, oh, look how depressed he is. No, what's cool is eventually 
through all of this, he found a family. He has children. They love him. He's adopted people. Like he's, you know, he's dating Catwoman who eventually he pulls from being a villain into a hero. That is Batman. And we're sitting there and we're like, oh, look, let's talk about the mentally ill fuck at the beginning of the story. No, that's not okay. To be fair, this Let... Batman is young. He's only done this for a year. I don't so want to say okay. it. It doesn't matter. We've seen it so many times. It's just like how we kill Spider-Man's uncle that. over and over again. Let Batman heal 2023. <laughs> That's my platform. We all went through the pandemic. Let us have a break. <laughs> Let Batman be happy. That's oh. one of the really good things just popping back about the Val Kilmer and George Clooney Batmans. He's getting his family and he deserves it. Yeah, he's he's definitely happy at the end of those stupid movies. Yeah. <laughs> he's having like, a grand old time. Lego Batman, he's doing great. He's thriving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 we stay tuned for our full thoughts on the Batman, I guess, because we also there's spoilers being talked. There's we just need to get into it next week. So let's transition from Batman to the Oscars, which I'm sorry, spoiler, I don't think the Batman's going to show up in next year. But, Paul, it is on the road to your Oscars. What film did you pick us to watch? What film did you pick for us to watch this week? I picked The Help. And when I say I picked The Help, I wanted to pick a movie with Anjanou Ellis, and we had two options. Um, we had The Help. And then we also had the taking of Pelham one, two, three. Um, but I think she's only in like one scene in that. And I remembered from the help looking at her character. I was like, oh, yeah, she's got some juicy, uh, at least a juicy scene or two. Um, so let's do that one. Um, yeah, so I w- did not like the help when I first watched it in 2011. Um, I gave it a three and a half star on Letterboxd. I don't know where that came from. I would have given it a two if I like used that brain um, voting, but I went and rewatched and it's like a four for me. And here's why. (laughs) Once you know the story and you're just hanging out with the characters, it's a very just slight kind of like, you know, oh yeah, they're going through some difficult things, but these people love each other. It's great acting. It's huge actors now. Every single person, like, they show up and you're like, oh, I know them from nine other things now. Um, And really, it just comes down to Jessica Chastain deserved the Oscar that year. I'm sorry to uh, Octavia Spencer. Um, She's great in this. But, like, Jessica Chastain, every moment she's in this is so fun. And um, I'm going to continue my rah, rah, rah. Oh, yeah. So that was the other thing. Um, So Octavia, uh, not Octavia Spencer. Anjanou Ellis, Jessica Chastain, and special guest star, upsetting to me, uh, was Leslie Jordan, who announced the Oscars, um, (laughs) was also there to be annoying for one scene. When I heard his weaselly little voice show up, I was like, God damn it, but good for the podcast. Um, And I was like, is he in this a lot? He is not. But if he was... (laughs) <laughs> I do want to remember there was a three minute period of my day where I thought Leslie Jordan genuinely died because Paul just put not Leslie Jordan with no context and I could not find on the internet anywhere. I was like TMZ. I was like, Paul, what is going on? Where do you know Leslie Jordan died from? And then no, he's just in the film. 
I just show his dead body and I'm like, me. It's <laughs> dark. That's for the, that's for the interview with the what, I don't even know who it was, Stan, in the middle of the Oscar oh, nominations. <laughs> I was really happy you picked the help because it means I didn't have to rewatch this because I don't. I here's the thing. I just watched. You watched this. it in 2019. I think it was 2020. Might have been 2019. No, 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 no. Don't know. It was 2019. Yeah, um, well, it yeah, because I I thought you rewatched it. Um, yeah. so I'm gonna like I'm gonna put a little asterisk on whatever you say right now because also sure. it's a first watch. I do think this movie is better on a second. Sure, but I'll, continue. Here's what I know: the film is long. The film is very long, and I think if I watched this back in like 2011, I believe it was released. Maybe 2012. But I would think 2011. I would have been a much bigger fan of it, but I feel like now we've seen stories like this and we've seen films like this just done to a much more compelling level to where like, I don't know what at this point I'm really going to get from the help. Um, I think it's fine. I don't have like any hatred in my heart for this film, but I just remember it being very long and at times very boring and very messy. Um, other than the shit cake, I don't know how much of this I really, you know, took away from. I don't know what I took away from this film. This is my first time watching it, and I was expecting to despise it because, like, everything I've heard about The Help is, like, oh, it's, like, super white savory. And, like, to an extent it is. Um, But I ended up really enjoying it, surprisingly. I, I understand where people are coming from with the whole, like, white savior thing. And I understand why, like, Viola Davis, like, says she, like, regrets doing the movie. But I also think, like, I'm not black, but I am, like, a woman of color. I kind of feel like Emma Stone's character was, like, more so being a good ally rather than, like, just a white savior. Like, she was using her privilege to, like, help these women in, like, a way that they would not have been able to because they were like black nannies and like i don't know i feel like i just had like a really positive outlook on it and like the director and the author were both like raised by black nannies and uh when they were like kids so i feel like it's just really like a sweet film and i think it gets like a bit like too much criticism for what it is yeah, no, um, again, like, you know, this is a white person talking about this movie. But yeah, I just I find their relationships to be really nice. Um, I find Hilly to be the perfect kind of villain because I think she's real. I think a lot of these movies make characters that are like, you know, a little too much that you're like, okay, that's a character. Um, Green Book specifically, there's a lot of characters in that that you're like, like when he throws away the glasses that they drank out of and things like that. Um, but I love that she believes that she's right and ultimately like deals with consequences but is overall fine, which is so great for that character. Like, she personally mentally is dealing with a lot of the things that happen in this movie, but like her outward character, like they're going to be like, Oh, she had like a weird week, a weird two weeks. Um, and the other characters who were involved really dealt with the, the changes and the upsets. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's a really fantastic movie. Um, surprisingly, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, but also I'm like, a little more into Tate Taylor's work recently. 
um, because I find pleasant things enjoyable now. Maybe I've gotten old, but like <laughs> I just enjoy watching a movie that I'm like, oh, cool. That was that like made me feel an emotion or two, but like ultimately I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. I was crying like crazy in the third act of this. Like, yeah, when they it, showed it the scene with like emotional. Constantine the maid leaving, I was losing my mind. When like Viola Davis's <laughs> character is leaving, losing my mind. I was like, why am I crying so hard about this? I just got really attached to like all of these characters. Other than Bryce Dallas Howard and like her other racist white lady friends, all the nice people in this, I just really liked. I really liked Jessica Chastain. I liked everybody in this. All the nice people. Fuck Bryce Dallas oh, yeah, Howard and- in this. I'd literally kill her. <laughs> It is so funny that Bryce Dallas Howard and Jessica Chastain are in this movie together. And (laughs) Jessica Chastain just has blonde hair. Um, I was writing one of my friends about it. And he was like, they looked so similar. I couldn't tell them apart. And I was like, "Um, they have different hair colors in this. (laughs) So that never happened. But cool that you remember it that way. (laughs) I saw so many letterbox reviews saying that too. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I get it in, like, real life, but in this movie, they don't look similar. And I think they, like, made sure of that by dyeing her yeah. hair blonde or giving her a wig or whatever. <laughs> whatever. She's a ray if of anything, sunshine in this. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, for years, I thought Jessica Chastain was hilly. Um, just, like, because her later career is that she's kind of, like, a bitchy character. And then I, like went and watched a scene and i was like oh my god i had the wrong character <laughs> that's jessica chastain why doesn't she do more nice characters than she did tammy faye so that's she, like <laughs> her character and this reminded me so much of tammy faye oh and i know it's, it's it, even it, the same it, voice it's so yeah it's so smart uh because she uh definitely knows that that's how she's gonna get her oscar she will just continue to do nice stuff i don't think she'll mm-hmm. ever get it with the hard character I will That's say, all. to your credit, Paul, that Tay Taylor did make Ma, and Ma absolutely fucks. So I'll give you that one. I, I mean, I love Ma. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to be it for this episode of ClapperCast. Uh, let's go around and give our recommendations for the week. Paul, why don't you kick things off? What is your recommendation this week? I'm going to go with Batman and Bill, which is the... Uh, documentary about the background of batman and about how uh who we believe to have made batman actually wasn't the guy who made batman he like just hired the guy who made batman and it's the whole backstory of them trying to get basically um bill finger's name onto the batman credits um and it's such a fascinating story about like corporate greed in like the olden days that you're like this is probably still happening i wonder where um and so it's 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 super fascinating and just like a kind of nice documentary just about like you know being creative and also the history of batman and stuff and like ordinarily i wouldn't pick this just randomly but like we're talking about batman and if you're curious it's good great to hear alina what's your recommendation this week so long time long term listeners may long time long time okay long time listeners may recall that we did the silent showdown series back in November um and I decided to watch another Buster Keaton film and just like 
you know, round out some of my stats. And I decided to watch Go West. And I'm so mad that Paul didn't pick this one for Silent Showdown because it's so fucking cute. I think it's my favorite Buster Keaton movie now. Um, Buster Keaton plays, like, a little guy called Friendless. Um, and he's, like, a New Yorker. And he ends up on a train out west, obviously, and he becomes a little cowboy, and it's the fucking cutest thing ever. It's, like, low stakes. There's, like, stunts, but not, like, his huge, huge stunts. Like, it's a very, like, toned-down Buster Keaton movie, but it's so sweet and endearing. He becomes best friends with a cow named Brown Eyes. He uh, herds cattle through the streets of, like, not Los Angeles in a devil costume. I just had such a good time with it. Buster Keaton wears chaps in this. It's a five-star film, and it's only like 69 minutes. It's fantastic. Some of his best work. I guess I'm going to watch that. I like After our silent showdown, despite not liking a lot of Buster Keaton, I tried to get through most of his main stuff just to be able to say I did it, so I guess I'll add that to the list. It's very good. What's yours, Carson? Uh, thank you for asking, Paul. Mine is going to be a deep cut, I know, Clue. Um, I watched this for the first time, and specifically because, here's the thing, the film is fun, but on Paramount+, Plus, I don't know what releases include this or not, because in the theaters they had three different endings and it would like randomize which one you got. The ending, I did not realize how they were going to do this, but on Paramount+, Plus, if you watch it, they show all three endings back to back, and I found it so that's fascinating just, how it completely just, changes. What? That's just... That's just the way they they release it. Cool. Well, thank God. So if you check out any, I just, I just, I don't think you need is. a Paramount Plus ad for like a. Well, DVD. I watched it on Paramount Plus, which I would recommend. It's a great service. Has Rumble, our original. We talked about Rumble. What a film! As Paw Patrol, <laughs> the movie. That's actually a good one. But Clue. I just was very fascinated by how much each ending recontextualized the entire film and how massive. Like, I'm not going to spoil them. But I thought it was just going to be a simple like, oh, no, then this person did it or this person, like some small changes. But it is like massive changes. And I just found it really fascinating. I don't know. And it's also a great time. If you want some like 80s fun with like camp and stuff like Clue is great. So I'd recommend Clue. The, the, the flames, flames on the side of my face is <laughs> truly one of the best lines, which is so funny when I watched it when I was younger. I just like completely passed over that line. And then I saw like people like talking about how it's a great line. I went and watched that scene again. And then when I say I watched that scene again, I watched that scene again like 5,000 times. Um, I watch it all the time. Whenever I'm mad about something, I just send my friends the flames, flames on the side of my face because it's so stupid. Um, And it's truly watching like a great improver because they create something that shouldn't be funny and is iconic. and yeah, it's it's so good. That's going to be it for this episode of Clappercast. Where can we find everyone on social media? Alina, take it away. I am at Alina Folds on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Paul, where can we find you on social media? At PriceLikeTag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore Movie Reviews, Letterboxd Carson Tamar. Write us an email at Clappercast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast. And new episodes come out every single Tuesday. We'll be back next week for the Batman. See you then.